0: The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome
1: once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, and Allen family episode... Uh, hi, honey. Hi. So, I feel you, like I haven't seen you in minutes. Um, I was like,
2: are we saying hi sitting right next to each other? That's yeah, slightly for, awkward. Well, you're saying hi to the audience.
1: You're not uh-huh. saying hi to me, ding-dong. you see me all time. I mean, the time. you looked
2: me right in the face. Like, I well, look very specific. I should,
1: I should stare away from you while I should not make eye contact you while we're recording the episode. Did I miss something here?
2: No, I mean, we're just like a foot away. It's just, yeah. Just like,
1: well, nod so, for a minute. Well, honey, it's, let's, let's, let's take our domestic squabbles out of the way here. We have a guest today. Oh,
2: good! So,
1: uh, we uh, we have with us uh, the one, the only, uh, future. she's uh, been future gimmicked. Uh, yes. She is uh, a, a new friend of the IndieCast now and mm-hmm. just recently did a name yep. change, so we're going to talk a lot about that, too. Uh, the one, the only, uh, we believe in Ziggy Haim is here with us. Ziggy, yes. welcome to the IndieCast. Hi! Cast.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So, well, uh, Ziggy, we start off uh, every episode with a guest the exact same way with uh, what we like to call the lightning round uh, My lovely oh, wife my Shelly God. has five questions That she will uh, she will ask you You can answer them as quickly or as long as you want uh, This is kind okay. of our way to get rid of Some of those really boring podcast questions That everybody asks And uh, throw a couple weird okay. ones in in the process So honey go ahead the floor is yours
2: um, I'm really glad for everyone That he did not do the lightning sound effects Woo
1: <laughs> See too soon. See if you hadn't said anything, yeah. I would have completely forgotten about it. But then you had to bring it up, so there you go. That's true. I did this. Um, okay, Ziggy. <laughs> yes.
2: Who trained you, and when did you debut?
3: Um, I debuted two years ago, and I was trained at the IWC Training School by Chris Larusso and Andrew Palace in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
2: Very cool. Um. Well. Second question. I had to look. I'm sorry. Handwriting's a thing. <laughs> what is your first wrestling memory? I'm going to make no first- eye contact with you the rest of the night. But <laughs> <Okay.
1: I'm> gonna-
3: <laughs> my first wrestling memory is, like, me watching it or me, like, in
1: it? Uh, either. You can answer either or both. You know what?
3: Fair enough. Um, <laughs> my first wrestling memory is, like, I always have to tell the story that I never started watching wrestling as, like, on television or, like, with my family or anything like that. It was through me being homeschooled and finding things on YouTube back when they had no, like, copyright infringement. Uh, so that's really my first memory of, like, finding wrestling. And um, my first memory in wrestling is just, like, pulling up to where I i trained which was kind of just like a weird warehouse in like the outskirts of pittsburgh and um being slightly terrified but coming out of it with like such an excitement that i'd never felt before and like such a newfound excitement to like go on to a new journey but
1: yeah I believe "weird warehouse in the middle of nowhere" is both a the descriptor for uh, uh, most decent horror movies and b almost every wrestling school I've ever yeah. been by. It's <laughs> I was just going to say that's
3: literally almost all wrestling
1: schools. Right? It's just weird, weird. Like we're in a uh, the middle of a like a, a warehouse d- business district, and this one this one area just exactly. happens to be a wrestling school. So there's
3: yeah. just like it's, it, it's literally like a, like, warehouse, like, a storage unit. So it's, like, a storage unit within a bunch of storage units. When I was training there, it no longer is right next to it, but there was a uh, shine distributor right next to it at one point. (laughs) Uh, It was, like, yeah. So definitely it was, like, I can either get murdered here or learn how to be a pro wrestler. (laughs) And, and maybe
2: both. I don't Impossible. know. We've, come, we've right. come out of some schools like, oh my.
1: Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Who
2: is your favorite serial killer?
1: And interesting, after talking about getting right. murdered at a wrestling school, we, we go to this question. Yeah,
3: right? Perfect segue. Um, the loaded question for me, I'm a big fan of, like, true crime. I'm a big fan. Uh, like cult
1: nerd, so I'm gonna have to go with Jim Jones. Oh, very nice! The wow, the the drinking of the of the flavor aid because people constantly give that to Kool Aid, and it was not yes, exactly was flavor was not Kool Aid that they were drinking. But
2: you mean red drink,
1: right? Yeah, red drink, honey. Uh, it could have been sorry. purple. Yeah. You never know. It could have been purple drink. We, we I'm don't. Just, I'm we just weren't saying, there. We don't say. know.
2: I'm tan. I, I we don't call it any of those things. Go get the purple drink, <laughs> right. and yeah. yeah
1: question four my love
2: okay um what is the last movie that made you cry
3: um oh Lord I mean oh good question I'm not like oh oh my god uh what's there's a movie that whatever the there was a very beautifully done movie about the Boston bombings that I decided to watch and thinking that I'd have like a great time doing it but it was a wonderful movie um what's it called but Mark Wahlberg's in it I cried like a baby I like literally as soon as the movie went off I was like I don't know why I thought I would have a good time but great movie I keep wanting to call it Independence Day but it's totally not (laughs)
1: I usually I usually cry during most of Mark Wahlberg's acting. That's just oh, a whole other thing. So oh, that's, uh, so dirty. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. It was
3: a great movie. I just you know very sad.
2: <laughs> so I think that film was Patriots Day. Yes, it was Patriots Day. Good and job. I kept wanting to call it Independence Day, and I was like, "That's incorrect." <laughs> that's
1: incorrect. Good job, speed research there. I'm impressed. So
2: look, sometimes I pull my I weight. You got there (laughs) But I was gonna say uh, That is a tearjerker movie I have also seen it And I did not want to see it as well Like I went with a friend Who was a Bostonite And they were like No no you really have to see this movie And then I was like Why Why I'm crying Right It was a beautiful movie
3: Like it was incredible But By the end I was just like I don't I could have gone my whole life Without watching that movie (laughs) Like it
2: it really did hit you right in the heart. It was it was serious. <laughs> okay, so honey, yeah, I was like, "There's no way
3: this movie isn't going to hurt my feelings." <laughs> That's
2: true. All right. Well, your,
1: your favorite question, honey. My
2: favorite question is the last question. It has prevented some some guests from getting into uh, IndieCast headquarters.
1: Yeah, okay, Shelly will ban you from the house. <laughs> uh, y-
2: your answer has to at least be logical. Um, so, okay. is it Marvel or DC, and why?
3: Well, I do have a Watchmen tattoo. Oh, so nice. So I am in, I feel like that has to be, like, my brand for the most part. Okay. Um, honestly, uh, it's very hard because I'm, a, speaking of the last question, I'm a very bad movie watcher, but I also am a big, like, I've seen the basis of, like, the Marvel movies, and I know that they're all awesome. So, like, based on that, but also, like, part of me wants to say DC, but, like, also, you know, it's a loaded question for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're the first person who came with with a serious conflict, though. Right. Most, Most either say one way or the other, or ghosts, huh?
1: It's either Marvel. It's usually either Marvel or Batman. Yeah. Uh, so you're the first person to bring you're the first person to bring up Watchmen. So what's it's so true. what's the, so what's the Watchmen tattoo? Just out of interest. I have uh, the comedian like the smiley
3: face with the blood. Okay,
1: on it. yeah, that's what oh, nice. I figured that would probably be the best guess on that one from there. But I wasn't sure, so it it could have been yeah. like Doctor Manhattan naked. I don't know. You never know. So honestly,
3: I did think about getting like a full sleeve at one point. Of like the comedian into like Doctor Manhattan into like like i thought about doing that, but I settled with a little bit less would aggressive.
1: You, would you? Would you? Okay, so if you did a Doctor Manhattan tattoo, do we get the like the full Monty Doctor Manhattan, or are we are we like tighten him up like a, like he's coming out for a match?
3: <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing: I already have like. Cortana on my arm Nice. And she's literally like a naked robot woman <laughs> so I feel like I have no qualms with putting just like fairly naked blue people oh, on my body at you. this point so whatever is my fave at the time, just him sitting on Jupiter going, you know
2: Yeah, and, that's, a, that's an amazing but I have to say, I feel like from far away, if you don't put clothing on him, it'll just kind of look like a smurf. Yeah. He's like mm. sitting in his lap. It's a little bit weird. So I think for That's ease of true. everyone else to not stare at your arm like is that his penis? Like you know?
1: Now I'm just picturing like a weird smurf orgy tattoo and that sounds wonderful <laughs> until itself. Oh jeez. It's oh, my biggest qualm is that people usually think my Cortana
3: tattoo is mystique. At oh. right. this point, I'm like, I did Mystique too, so like whoever you want it
1: to be, right? <laughs> Take your pick, both are good. So yeah, that's true. Can't right. go wrong like, there. If you want it to be
3: Mystique, go for
2: it. Well, at least they made a guess. I did. Right. You know, you know.
1: and Mystique's at least a decent like comic book guess. So that's you yeah. know, they're I right? mean, it, they're, I'm
3: like fair enough.
1: You at least it, it's like the Bart Simpson cake. At least you tried. <laughs> that's the, exactly. They gave it the gamble. So. Uh, a bad gamble. So, uh, well Ziggy, let's let's start off talking about uh, the uh, hashtag "Anyone But Jinx" movement. Tell us a little bit about kind of what what got that what got that started.
3: <laughs> okay, so what got that started was there was a fan that for some reason or another just decided that like I wasn't their thing, but my thing is I turn anything that like might kind of hurt my feelings into a joke. So it ended up just, like, catching on, because at the same time, I was like, okay, that's kind of a fun hashtag, and that's sort of my aesthetic. So it just ended up catching on and sort of, like, helping me evolve in a way. So actually, like, Loki, thanks to that fan that decided I wasn't their thing.
1: So, oh, and actually, thank you for kind of helping me segue. So, uh, you know, obviously, recently you did do the name change going from Jinx more to, over to, to Ziggy Haim. Was that, so that did have something to do with it? And kind of what, what made you decide to ultimately kind of make make the turnover uh, character-wise, name-wise? It couldn't um, have been necessarily character yeah. It's, I think, more of a
3: name change than a character change. I mean, with it, of course, comes, like, there's no way to not have kind of like a personality change with changing like your identity. But, um, it just seemed like at this point a good evolution in what I wanted to become, uh, being just jinx sort of started to become a little like, I mean, obviously I love, I love being jinx. I love being jinx, but, um, became a little bit like I needed to have more of an identity than just that. So uh, having a name change felt like a great step into moving into being who I wanted to be rather than where I started out as kind of just being like a scared newbie around people not really knowing if there was a right or wrong answer. And uh Finally being able to just be like, this is who I want to be. This is where I'm going to go. And I really just like everyone that asks about the name change. I say it's really just more having an evolution of myself.
1: Cool. So do you and do you think with this this name change, have you have you noticed um, both a reaction from the fans as well as kind of a reaction of how you're feeling uh, you know, kind of in your own skin right now. Do you think that that name change has had Absolutely. a positive effect?
3: Absolutely, it's honestly been wonderful. It's uh, like the second that I like was able to have that name change and be something else, and having it be such a receptive thing from people that follow me and people that support me, like having mostly just like such a positive reception from it, it was incredible. And it still continues to be incredible. And it's such a good feeling because it was so much of, so much of the change has been just me being like, I want to do what I want to do. There's no right or wrong answer in being a professional wrestler. I can do, I can be whoever I want to be. And having a reception from like the, fans that i love and appreciate that love and appreciate uh my change and seeing my art as something that they enjoy it's been awesome
1: well one thing i noticed got a really big reaction especially online was a clip of the uh the big zig bomb uh that seemed to to blow up pretty good Tell, tell us a little bit about the reaction to uh did that? But was that was that the first time that move had kind of made its debut, or is that just the first time oh, it yeah, had that's really got? Yeah, the first into... time I'd ever done that. Okay, oh I'm wow. Sure
3: for a good while has been the crucifix bomb, so it's just kind of like a cooler variation of doing the crucifix
1: bomb. Sure. Uh, Which is but tough.
3: Yeah, it uh, hit harder than I expected to. Also, I awkward because I didn't realize that was Session Moth Martina's thing, too. I just got it from, like, watching old Joshi wrestling. Uh, but also, the thing that kind of sucked was, like, Martina didn't, like, I, she, like, replied to someone, like, messaging it to her. And, like, Martina was, like, not obviously not like, you stole my move, brother, or anything like that. But, like, it kind of sucked to see fans that were, like, in a way trying to, like, pit us against each other. Like, you stole this from Session Moth. I'm like, no, like, it's a really cool way to end someone's life, man. And obviously, (laughs) that just means it's really detrimental. Like, great minds think alike.
1: See, And uh, have you messaged uh, Session Moth Martina at all about it? Has she said anything to you personally, or just No, just kind of
3: like in passing, like uh, in mentions on Twitter and things like that. But uh, nothing that – I do kind of want to message her and be like, hey, I promise I'm not trying to like step on your toes. I fancy Martina. You're the badass of Ireland. Um, I love her. But I I wasn't like, I'm trying to steal anything from you. So it did kind of suck to have some fans that were like, did Martinez see this? Like, that wasn't my intention at all, of course. And I don't think that, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with two people using a really cool way to ruin someone's neck.
1: (laughs) And That's true. And and quite honestly, I I don't see it, at least for me personally, unless you guys are booked on the same show...
3: Yeah, for real. But then
1: uh, no, uh, who's gonna notice anyway? It's not like, it, it, you know, it's I not like we can't too. go. Th- it's not like we also can't go through history and see a time frame when yeah. two people have used the same finisher like ever. Exactly. Everybody always comes up with a completely new and original finisher every single time. No one has ever repeated say, in the entirety of the history of wrestling. I'm
2: gonna move Absolutely. away from you as lightning comes and strikes, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand, the and sarc- I feel like the
1: sarcasm gods know what yeah. I'm doing here. So I feel right.
2: like, I feel like if you go into a match and you know, like you guys could have an amazing match, both having the same finisher, like that could be. I was going to um, say it's a it's, fun
3: story to tell. It right. is. Like I'd love to go through a match and see just who can hit that finisher first. Right.
2: exactly. I feel like that's a we have fun. We're we're helping promoters right now. We, that's right. We're killing it. Yeah, please. Yeah,
3: no, I thought the same thing. My initial thought when I saw that was I was like, oh, cool. We could tell a great story. Like, that would be so fun to go in and try. Yeah.
1: So, any promoters that are listening, if you could book that match, especially around WrestleMania weekend, uh, somewhere near our house here in Tampa, that would be uh, wonderful. We would love to see that <laughs> oh, in yeah. person. I Not love saying. To rest session, Ma. Just saying. <laughs> Punk, I love her. Punk Pro, uh, Ignite, um, GCW, man,
2: he's calling you. I'll guys call. Out.
1: I will call them all yeah. out. Heck yeah, I I know I know people that won't do anything just because I said something. Yeah. But you know, I can at least ask nicely. <laughs> um, so, uh,
3: like it's in the universe now, right? Exactly. exactly. It's
1: on it's, rec- totally it's on recorded airwaves. Somebody will hear this and hopefully do something about it. So. Uh, oh, So, Andrew, uh, you mentioned that um, the Big Zig Bomb is a great way to end somebody's life. You had recently described a a certain match as 85% snuff film, 15% emotion. Uh, so, yeah. tell us a little bit why, uh, the Hell in the Cell, King of the Ring, 1998, oh. is your favorite match, a.k.a., honey, if you didn't figure it out by that description, that is, uh, Mankind and the Undertaker, Hell oh, in the I, Cell match. So.
2: Oh, no, I knew exactly what we were talking about. I okay. was like, ooh, I want to hear this, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yes, absolutely. Well, Mick Foley's my
3: favorite wrestler of all time. Cactus Jack and Mankind, are the reasons that I got into professional wrestling. And original ECW is the reason that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Um, I feel like asking anyone, especially, like, someone in wrestling what their favorite match of all time is, is such a loaded question. True. So it's, like, obviously I could go through and give, like, top matches. But that one always sticks out to me just because of, like, the sheer emotion of it all not even like the f- blood and guts and Mick Foley almost dying but more just like the passion of that match I will think- always get to me and uh, it was in Pittsburgh actually uh, but more than anything it's always just for me the passion behind mankind knowing no bounds and just always going full
2: force of everything. I have to say when um when we were younger and we were watching more of of Mick Foley's wrestling it was mm-hmm. definitely something that stuck out to me was like he brought more passionate emotion mm-hmm. to anything he did. I exactly. mean it's it's like the most passionate you know promo he's ever cut. He's like everything he did was like I'm not out here for no reason. Like, right. let me tell exactly. you how I feel. It was always and he would take it that one next step further. And that's mm-hmm. what I felt like Helen the Cell was that, was yeah. that he was like, I'm gonna go to the next point right. and you were like, I can't believe this man's not dead yet
3: kind of And it was all like through passion and everything like that. Even just being like it would be wild enough just being like, I can't believe he's not dead but the fact that he also it just invoked so much emotion. And I feel like everything, like you said, McFoley did, he went that extra mile to invoke emotion in people. He could obviously just go out and hit people and bleed, and we'd all cheer for him either way. But the fact that he always wanted to make sure you knew why he was there is very, like, has always struck me.
1: Yeah definitely so uh you had mentioned uh old school ecw in there is one of the things that got you into wrestling i'm going to pop quiz you a little bit here uh what special what is the special anniversary today on the day that we are recording this that it pertains to ecw i wanna,
3: is today uh their first uh is today the anniversary of their first pay-per-view
1: no good guess though no I'll give oh, you God. I'll give you one more guess if you want.
2: Chad is so excited right now. I, I wish everyone could see how it, he's like, ooh, an easy W quiz. Right? Like he couldn't it, can't contain I feel, himself.
3: I feel like I know. Uh oh,
1: you're God. gonna you'll probably hate me when I tell you what it is, because it is it, it's like Is it? Because, uh, like I wanted to
3: say like obviously maybe
1: one of the one night stands. No, yeah, not a one night stand. Today today oh, is wait, no, it's Mm-hmm.
3: Is it the, like the day it like its last like the day it
1: died? No, even even actually even better. Go the opposite way.
3: Oh, the day it lived.
1: Today, today is the today is the day the uh, was the finale at the day we're recording this. Now, obviously, this will go up a, a couple days later, but on the day that we're recording this was the uh, the finals of the NWA World Title Tournament. Which was won by uh, franchise Shane Douglas mm-hmm. who yes! picked up who picked up the NWA title, said that he would not be, he would not be the uh, he would not be the champion of a dead company through the belt on the ground. Picked up the ECW title and de- and declared yes, it a world really, title. Yeah. And this awesome. is today was the day that ECW as Extreme Championship Wrestling was born. They got rid of the Eastern and became Extreme. Today was the day that that happened. So I, th- I saw that on my on my uh, on my like my time hop or something today, and I, I got really excited. Yeah. So That's that- awesome.
2: I wish I wish everyone could understand. I'm like backing away slowly from him <laughs> because he's getting like really animated.
1: I do get animated, and for I was stuff like, like, we're this. really
2: like a foot apart, and I was like, you're yelling at me. I'm right next to you. <laughs>
1: Dude, it's like our kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, so,
2: awesome though. So, um, <laughs> no,
1: super a great. So, now, of so you're from you're okay. So it sounds like you're from the Pittsburgh area. Did you get to go see ECW live at all? Did you get to go well, to N- no? I did not. Too bad. The,
2: I can, You're also a hundred, Chad. So you could I, I like realize. your inner child was driving around other children.
1: That's true. Yeah, at the time right. frame. I was also like an infant. Yeah, right, yeah. Know, that, like, I guess I should. I always forget that I'm 43 and everybody else is a lot younger than me.
3: Cause. Like I said, I like found everything through being homeschooled and having so much time to myself and. <laughs> Like, when YouTube first started, it had absolutely no, like, copyright infringement and no one taking things down for that. So that's really how I started watching wrestling and how I started falling in love with ECW was just through, like, the Internet. So definitely I found it way after its time.
1: So l- let me ask you, since you, you mentioned homeschooled and having a lot of time on your hands, is that is that about the time that you got into Mortal Kombat? Yes. So, so which, which, which Mortal Kombat game is your favorite and why?
3: Um, honestly, I, like, it's, people are going to be like, oh, it's recent, that doesn't count. But Mortal Kombat X was, like, top tier for me. Like, those new characters, like, Devorah and, like, bringing in all of that brought brought it to my soul. Ferritor is, like, amazing. Like, Mortal Kombat X probably ended up
1: being my fave. Okay. Do, you have, do you have any of the, uh, not just of the new characters, but any of the special characters that they like to put in there? Anybody that's been like a favorite, you know, like Freddy's been in there and Jason and, uh, you know, Leatherface is, I believe, made an appearance in one.
3: Uh, yeah, probably, uh, like, definitely, that's the best. I loved seeing those always. Uh, Leatherface is pretty badass, having that in Mortal Kombat game. It, was it had a Mortal Kombat game like yeah, that? I this. think
1: it I think he was. I would have to look that up. It wouldn't surprise. and if he hasn't been, he should be. Uh we'll just exactly though, I was gonna say that's fun. Though that would be that feels like that would be an amazingly overpowered character though. Yeah. Like, the Cenobites yeah, exactly. are a whole nother just saying, that's just like a whole nother uh a whole nother uh, you know, kind of kind of uh, level there. So
2: Well speaking of I was, Slasher or, speaking of slasher things, what is your favorite slasher movies? What's like the top three?
3: My OG fave slasher movie is definitely Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very
1: nice. Nice.
3: Like, that's probably my favorite. The like, I love me a good gross rob zombie movie. Like, House of Thousand Corpses. Those are always fun. Um, I think Scream's always been super fun, uh, yeah, I'm definitely big. I've, like, in, like, my past, probably just, like, the past, like, few years, gone less away from, like, horror movies and more into just, like, true crime documentaries because I'm internally an old person, uh, <laughs> And I love psychology, uh, so. Well, this yeah. is
2: this is where I come in because that the right. true crimes is definitely where I'm at. I'll be like, "What you want me to watch a six part documentary about? You know." Like, so, count me yeah, in. Dude. Yeah. Right, I'm, but, like, totally but
1: heaven forbid you won't come see the new you won't come see the new Halloween movie with me because it might be scary. But then you, no, it <laughs> is
3: scary.
2: But
1: then you're but then you're but then you're <laughs> like. But then you're, like, binge-watching Criminal Minds episodes you've seen a thousand times already, which I think is a lot. Me with Law & Order SVU. (laughs) Law & Order SVU, that's another one she tends to get into.
2: I'm just saying, it's it's different. That's about the psychology of a killer. Like, that is really interesting versus them actually chasing me through something. Like, I don't... I'm a... That's not how I want to (laughs) go. I don't want to be
3: running in the woods. I'm (laughs) actually, like, a naturally really jumpy person. So, like, jump scares get me because i it's i don't know why because like i still love it like i love going to haunted houses and stuff but i am a big baby about being jump scared (laughs) so there's that too
2: yeah i'm not i'm not a fan of the of of the scarier parts of my favorite holiday but um yeah i I, I'm yes. really good with like if Ted Bundy documentary, all the stuff. Right. Like, yeah, I watch. Yeah, just all tell me the facts. No? Right. Because that's creepier. That's that's a real person that did some really creepy shit.
1: But Shelly oh, won't come yeah. with me. But yeah, but much like the haunted house thing, Shelly won't come with me to like Halloween horror nights down here at Universal because I'm positive that somebody jumped out and tried to scare her. She would punch him in the face.
3: Yeah, no, uh, that's really. I'm also. It's true I life. have a very big fear of like accidentally assaulting someone because yes. of that. Yeah. <laughs> No,
2: they, this because is a real thing. I'm, I'm definitely puncher. banned. <laughs> Can't do yeah. it. I'm going to hurt somebody. I'll feel bad. I'll t- feel terrible in a minute.
3: Right? But exactly. I'm, because I'm a fear puncher, so <laughs> it'll just become like, I'll just like out of fear
2: flail and then immediately be like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, all that Taekwondo is
3: going to come job. back. I'm
2: sorry. I just, yeah, I just feel bad. I know I know it'll happen. So right? we, we, we don't do it anymore. Right. So all right. Well, um, who who asked this question? Okay.
1: Now, the, there's a reason. Are you going for the for the one that's just after that one? Yes. I'm yes. gonna
2: ask her about. The, I understand the Spice Girls thing. I
1: was just like, well, do we really
2: have to rank them? But okay. yes, we
1: have to rank them because she was she was she was compared to to uh, I, I forget exactly how how was the, the Spice Girl thing you had recently worded on your on your Twitter? There's Ziggy? I'm trying to remember you. It, I don't.
3: I, it was I was literally just like in a gas station buying an energy drink and the guy behind the counter was like you look like the missing spice. what right. and i was like you know what god bless you <laughs> i was like i was like i don't understand but also i respect you for that
1: <laughs>
2: so now so now you have to rank the spice girls since right Chad thinks that's funny. I think it's and. <laughs> hysterical,
1: and I also think I also think Spice World scarier movie than anything we've talked about previously. So oh far. goodness, Spice
3: World. <laughs> uh, understandable, but I love Spice World. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. It's, maybe it's, it's because of,
1: maybe it's because of a 43 year old guy that yes. uh, Spice World does not jump out for me. It was that was not a movie made for me though. They did not. Yeah, the,
3: understandable.
1: Yeah. just, just Scar- because you're
2: like. You know, kids get off
1: my lawn. Scary, mean... scary Spice and them did not think about. I wonder what the forty-three-year-old, like, fat white guy in, in, like, Florida is going to think about this movie. I was not. I was remotely not in their consideration for that. So, um, yeah,
3: that's fairly plausible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my top, my top-tier Spice Girls are uh, Baby and Scary. Those are okay. My Definitely, like, top girls. And from there, it just kind of... I feel like always for me, with, like, characters and, like, uh, like groups and things like that, I'm always like, these are my favorite, especially when I was, like, younger. It's like, these are my favorites. The rest of them are fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never been like, that one can just, like, get out. I'm just like, hell yeah! Give me more Scary Spice. The rest of you guys are just doing a good job.
1: <laughs> keep up the good work, rest of you. Yeah, we- yeah,
3: exactly. I'm like, keep up the good work, Sporty Spice. Right, but give me the aesthetic <laughs> of Baby Spice.
1: The rest of the rest of you can hang on the Spice Rack. The rest of Baby Spice and okay, Scary Spice and, come on out uh, front. So exactly. Don't worry. That fake laugh and the dirty look my wife just gave me for that line were both completely deserved. Uh, <laughs>
3: I was yeah. I saw the pun and appreciated
1: it briefly. Thank you. I, I appreciate that there is at least some appreciation for it. So it's, it's uh,
3: like laughing at a child,
1: right? It's okay. So, well, uh, yeah,
3: like when a kid does something, you're like, huh? Yeah. That's like,
1: we uh, we we've got two of them. We're used to. We do that all the time. Sadly. <laughs> all the
3: time. Um, so that's why you have
1: the dad jokes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so hey, speaking of appreciation, uh, what is it about La uh, uh, Laparca uh, smacking Disco Inferno with a chair that's so soothing?
3: Uh, First of all, it's just, like, I feel like it's just, like, well-known to the Internet that just, like, the percentile of people that like Disco Inferno is very much a minority of the people that just, like, really don't like Disco Inferno. Right. Plus, that gif is just, like, hilarious. I don't know why that gif alone, just, like, Disco Inferno going out there to live his life, and then it just is ended abruptly by Laparca
1: who is significantly better than Disco Inferno. Oh god gotcha. yeah. <laughs> and Laparca, I don't think I've ever seen Laparca move faster yeah. than him running down that, that ramp with that chair here. just. The fact that like Laparca goes so swiftly. <laughs> I'm like yeah. Leparka, I'm like, you've never done that, Leparka.
3: <laughs> Leparka
2: looked way more excited for that chair shot than anybody else. He was right. like, I'm breaking it! <laughs> he is
0: wearing,
3: he's exactly. wearing... Exactly. The fact that Leparka is so stoked. Like, Leparka is completely covered head to toe, like, in, like, mask. <laughs> but you can still tell how amped Leparca is. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Fully covered, can't see an inch of him, but you can tell deep down inside underneath that mask, mm-hmm. he is smiling from ear to ear. He's there is so no ready. question. And
3: I'm there smiling with you, Leparca. Right. Thank you.
1: We are all smiling with you, Leparca. That, that gift does live on. It does. Like day, I, I, To years. this day, I will still like,
3: you know what? Yeah, give that to me. Like as many
1: times as a row as I can watch it. Somebody, please. Somebody shared it on my Facebook earlier, and yeah. I definitely watched it three <laughs> or four times today, just because. I was You i just like watched it on repeat at least a little bit. Oh god, gotcha. yeah,
2: it's good. It's a good read. It's <laughs> it's a wonderful moment in time. So yeah,
3: because I feel like it also invokes like it's like a lot of different moods at once. <laughs> it is like. You could really use it to invoke any mood that you feel.
1: Uh, what are the, we've got a, a couple, few questions that we end kind of every episode uh, with here, Ziggy. Uh, one of them uh, is kind of an important one. It is, it is our house-divided question, also called our Trevin uh-huh. Adams Memorial question, though Trevin Adams is very much still alive. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Uh, obviously, you uh, have been out late at night. It's been after a long night of uh, long night of wrestling. You are doing doing the drives, as uh, Uncle Bob Evans likes to say. Uh, let's say it's yes, two in the I morning. That, you are on the way home. You are starving, uh, and up above opens up a a beautiful shimmering light of wonderful food goodness coming for you. Uh, you are getting ready to pull in and eat. Are you pulling into a sheet or are you pulling into a Wawa?
3: sheets
1: yeah I had hope because she lived because no, she's from Pittsburgh that's exactly no, right I feel like
2: this is we we have to find someone who's more
3: world travel no and hold it now you don't know Wawa was I yeah. will say I am biased because of where I come from exactly uh, but I do I Wawa has better
1: coffee Sheets has better food right mm-hmm that's fine. You In can my keep opinion. You can I'm keep your coffee. I'm telling you, the, the gobbler
2: coffee. the gobbler is the greatest gift that God's given us. Like he, the
1: gobbler is great, but that's only uh, one time a year, honey.
3: It's the greatest okay, sandwich made. Like, so. I mean, is it like a Thanksgiving sandwich? Yes. yes. Because here we also have get go, which is very like sheets and Wawa. Okay. And they have the pilgrim, which is okay. like a godsend. Oh. So I can understand where you're coming from there. I just uh,
2: we're we're from Maryland, so we uniquely have had a great love of sheets and of Wawa. We've been to both, right? But I have to say that Wawa, wow, just smacks them down. De- you can get the okay. best coffee.
1: But we're not, the But we're not God. asking you right now. We're asking our guest who gave the correct answer here. <laughs> I'll give you so a break. you, Kim <laughs>
3: like Zipin. I said, I get I get what you mean because GetGo has a Thanksgiving sandwich too, and I would like. And a life for that sandwich. Right. So I
0: get it. Don't get me wrong.
1: The gobbler's good. Sheets is better. It's okay. You can have the water. You can have the coffee too. She gave you the coffee. I just. There you go. I just want to say that
2: overall, Wawa is kicking Sheets' butt. No, in this, that's in completely this epic, not true. In this epic. Do battle. you know what?
1: Do you know the background of people is it that Wawa? I have? <laughs> you know it's not. She's full of it. On that no, one. No, it's definitely Wawa. You know the litany Wawa. of wrestlers that I've had that have had sheets for us. Warhorse. Gary J, the hooligans. Uh, I, I could go on and on with a list of like people that we've. I, I do believe um, Matt Kenway, I believe, was also uh, was also a Sheets follower, if I remember correctly. It's also rough because it's such an area centric thing. It is. right. So mm-hmm. and but, the problem is
2: that when we get some up north folk, they'll be like, "Oh, well, so, I haven't so, really been to a Wawa." So, so, so so no, so no, because
1: don't... she's from up north and she's been to a Wawa. You're just trying well, to make... It ex- from Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, you're making excuses now. Wawa's a Philly company.
2: Calm down. I'm just saying, we if we go through history, we're going to have I, someone research this. We've had way more Wawa.
1: I I, be- more- I would bet... Cash, I don't want to have to listen to every episode to find out, but I will. I, if <laughs> Zach and I have to work this out, that me and him start splitting episodes to figure out what the sheet Wawa uh, like, balance is, I will gladly stop to figure that out, because I, I think it's not as a... Uh, not as sheets-heavy as you think. Or not as Wawa-heavy as you think.
3: I understand that it is definitely a big professional wrestling-like question. Oh, god, gotcha. Sheets <laughs> or wawa it's it's, it's, it's starting question in
2: pro wrestling.
1: Oh, and, that, and like you said... I and mean, we have what,
3: Team
2: Wawa Shirt, like jackets. We had
1: Team like, Sheets and Wawa Shirts, yeah. yeah. and and, like <laughs> Trevin, and Trevin Adams, it, being yes. from up north originally, is the whole reason that started, because it started a fight between me and him when he was <laughs> yeah. a guest on the show. So, it was so, funny. It was an so, epic fight. Uh, okay, so uh, Ziggy, we have two questions that we uh, that we end every episode with here. Question one is a little dark, so I do apologize in advance. Um, in the... Oh, you know what? I'm going to back up a little bit here because I'm going to be honest. The way this question normally opens is, in the performance art that we call professional wrestling... Um, so I'm going to stop my question here a moment because there was quite the thing recently where Jordan Grace, uh, on Twitter had mentioned that wrestling should be considered more of a performance art than a sport because she feels that the idea that, that we're, that, uh, wrestling is still trying to portray itself as an actual, like, legitimate sporting competition may be what's holding wrestling back some days. What, what's your, I don't know if you got to see this thread at all. Um, I did. Yeah. And what, what's your what are your thoughts on on her thoughts on that?
3: Um, okay. I can understand both sides of it. I don't like. I believe that wholeheartedly that it is a sport, but I also believe wholeheartedly that it is an art. I believe that it is an art form, but I also believe in a way that all sports are an art form. Sure. It's just so happens that professional wrestling is. lot more of an art form than say football right (laughs) like there's a lot more artistic integrity that goes into it so uh i really my opinion is like i definitely can see from both sides i'm not going to stop calling it professional wrestling and start calling it performance art but i can understand uh the concept for Sure. sure
0: And I question
1: if there was even ever the, the push to stop calling it professional wrestling But just when you descri- Like I just always thought that the overall descriptor Of well you know What is professional wrestling Professional wrestling is a performance art Versus trying to say it's like a sport Or sports I feel like it's just another way of saying sports enter- like I do. Sports entertainment I feel like
2: oh, every I feel like every generation we go through this Where it's like What do we call these things that we like Right. That don't that don't go to the Olympics, you know right. what I mean? So, yeah. like to me, I'm like, well, we've called it we've called it sports entertainment for a long time. What was wrong with that term? And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, now we uh, need, yeah, right? yeah, and like so, performing arts to me is like, oh, we're just going to find a fancier way of saying sure. the same thing here. Yeah. But yeah, I
3: feel like sports entertainment is. Uh- term for professional <laughs> wrestling, you know. Like I think that's pretty all-encompassing of everything that it entails. Yeah, I don't think it leads anybody
2: astray. I think right. the point was that exactly. maybe it didn't give the good, the right impression of what's going to happen. But I was right. like, it does. I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it lies to you or anything. Well, and
1: I think also when Not at all. when Vince came up with the term sports entertainment, a lot of people felt like he was trying to like he was making wrestling like a bad word. Right. And yeah. I, I, I don't see why, like, like all of these terms can't be, you know, like, wrestling is a performance art, wrestling is a sports entertainment, you know, it's all wrestling. I right. mean, but just exactly. like, I, I don't think that using sports entertainment as a descriptor is necessarily a bad thing either. But then again. The
3: thing that I love about wrestling that I think really, like, goes along with this uh, topic is that there is... The great thing about it is there's no real right or wrong answer.
1: Right. Like,
3: everyone has their own style. Everyone has their own feelings and loves in wrestling. So, like, any term that someone wants to use, someone can be upset with, and someone can be like, yeah, that's exactly how you describe it. Sure. But I feel like, yeah, I think whether it was used in a way to, like, be – tricky and get around a system when Vince McMahon came up with the term uh, sports entertainment, I think that's pretty all-encompassing
1: and pretty accurate of, you know, what pro-wrestling is. Definitely. I agree. Very true. So, well, anyway, so now I'll actually go into the actual question itself. So, uh, Mm -hmm. And I will do it with the full version. In this performance art that we we love that we call professional wrestling, uh, sadly we do lose a lot of talent early. Um, So, uh, with that being said... Uh, Ziggy, if there was anybody who is no longer with us here on this uh, earthly plane that you could have worked with, wrestled with, learned from, who would it be and why?
3: Absolutely, Eddie Guerrero. Um, I have... He was one of the first people that truly made me fall in love with it. And I feel like, especially sitting under his low... ...tree would be an incredible thing because he was so well-versed in not only just athleticism, but storytelling and being a character that Eddie could do no wrong in what he taught the world. So I think Eddie Guerrero will always be a great answer.
1: So now... Eddie Guerrero is easily the most popular answer to this question that we, we get all the time. Understandable. So, of course. Like understandably. So uh, with that, uh, which version of Eddie Guerrero was your favorite? Was it uh, original, like, ECW Super Was it LWO Eddie Guerrero? Was it, uh, you know, um, Lie, Cheat, and Steal? Was it, uh, you know, um, I'm Your Poppy? Like, so, which version?
3: Right. Uh, I mean... Definitely, like, Supermullet, Eddie Guerrero will always have a special place in my heart for just, like, that iconic look and that iconic face. But um, definitely, like, Cheap, Steal Eddie Guerrero is my fave. Also I'm my... a big fan <laughs> of that character. I'm a big fan of that way of, like... I'm a big fan of how he came across in that character. Definitely. And that he could really be loved or hated so easily either way just depending
2: on how you felt yeah i I feel like eddie always brought like the right amount of heat to the situation like he knew exactly how to yeah i
1: know i see what you did there
2: yeah i was being clever you know (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah he brought he brought the right amount to the situation it wasn't like he he, he so overdid we, it in like, just the right way. Right. So,
3: you could either be irritated by him or you could either just like not help but love him. It just depended on your own opinion. And, uh, I would have always loved to just like, of course, I would have loved to like learn from, like actual wrestling because he was an athletic god. But, um, just the way he would, I'd love to learn. From the way that he just expressed character and the way that he brought himself across, and all of his feelings towards how to work towards a crowd, and how he, his opinions on like today's views of gimmicks and being a character, and all of that type of thing. I would love to sit under
1: that learning tree. Definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, question two. Uh, so, we here at the IndyCast believe that all animals in nature have certain traits that assist with its survival. Giraffes have the yes. long necks, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Uh, we believe that uh, the human's ability uh, to, for survival is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Ziggy Haim, if you could fight any animal, what animal would it be and what weapon would you use?
3: Well, I, first of all, my answer to this question is a knife specifically because of that vine of that little kid going, What do you have? A knife! No! Like, that's me and who I am as a person. But, um, I, like, I understand that I am a tiny human being, but I also, and, I understand that this is like a complete unprecedented way of thinking and that it's totally illogical, but I believe that I could physically fight anything and anyone. Like, I know that I will probably, like, I know in my heart of hearts, in my logic, how untrue that is, but also I'm just sitting here like, I could totally fist fight a bear.
2: <laughs> I was like, she's about to say grizzly bear, isn't she? Yeah, she
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. And, <laughs> and her. her- like, I, if a T-Rex came
2: at me, I will come at that T-Rex, bit, like, fists up. But, fist of cuffs, Ziggy's going in. That's
3: right. <laughs> absolutely.
1: So no weapon, just going in with the the biggest animal you can find, Fist, fist of Fury. Yes, absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, uh, Ziggy, this is the part of the episode that one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, let everybody know okay. where they can find your uh, social media, where they can buy your merchandise, where they can see you uh, wrestle this uh, this coming uh, weekend. Uh, the floor is yours.
3: Um. Well, my uh, my Instagram and Twitter are what I mostly use. Which is my Instagram is bloody underscore adorable and my twitter is bloody x adorable i believe if not just switch those around and that's correct <laughs> um i now have a facebook where you could add me as a friend under ziggy heim h-a-i-m uh but it's terrifying and facebook scares me so uh mainly instagram and twitter are where i post most of what i'm doing and where i'm going uh so, yeah, that's where you can keep up with me. I think I'm pretty funny on the Internet. I like to make friends. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you have any upcoming shows uh, that you would like to
3: mention? Um, I will be, I believe, my next one is uh, Rise Wrestling, Rise with a Y. That is in uh, the Connellsville area of Pennsylvania. They are my home promotion and I love them dearly. It'll actually be my first performance under my new name. Uh, So, very exciting. And it's a place that's very near and dear to my heart. So, that'll be my next upcoming show. And uh, from there, I keep everyone very updated on social media with what I'm going through. And uh,
0: yeah. So, all right. nice.
1: Well, Ziggy, thank you very much for uh, once again joining us on the IndieCast. And to all of our dozens and dozens of fans out there, thank you once again for listening. Uh, don't forget, spread the word, like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. We don't care. Yeah. We'll take the listens. Oh. Uh, but uh, until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen.
2: And I'm Shelly Allen.
1: And as we always say, everybody,
0: doofies! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, Well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, Here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling, card and dice, role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to Legends of uh, Today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com.
3: Well, hope I don't
0: poop today. Oh god, just shove it in my face! I'm ready to greet the day, you (laughs) fucker! Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision! (laughs) It's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We are more touching wieners, touching wieners professionally.
3: Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am
0: is a big, queer, stone cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina!